check one, check two. How are you? Today's podcast show. Welcome, by the way. Welcome to a Tamika Michelle podcast show. Come right on in. It is, I'll tell you the time. It's pretty early. Welcome, folks. Happy Monday. And you know what time it is. It's 3.15 a.m. Most of y'all still sleep. So I don't expect y'all to listen to this podcast show no time soon. But on this early morning before the sun rising, I want to talk about a subject that is kind of taboo. Just kind of people stray away from it. People's uh, perception of this particular subject is that you're weak if you commit to this. You know, you don't have to agree with everything that I believe. I don't have to agree with everything that you believe. But today's subject is going to be about forgiveness. And how it's an advantage to forgive. I could sit here and quote scripture to you for those who read the Bible. For those who stand with the word of God. The Holy Bible. For me, as a Christian, this is my confession Poetly and gratefully and poetically. Well, I love poetry and I do create poetry, I'm being honest. So, let's get back to the term forgiveness. Now, I know why I do it as a Christian. But I have to tell you, there's other people who forgive too that are not Christians. That's right. Some people say, how is that possible? Well, to have the power... To forgive. Most people don't know, but you're taking your power back. I'm going to say this again. When you forgive, you take your power back. You lift the weight of burden off your shoulders. Now, forgiveness does not mean I'll okay what you did to me or what others have done to me. Of course, I don't okay it. Like, some people, and I'm not saying this is you, but some people, perception of love is, I okay everything the person does. No, that's not me. Okay? I'm fully conscious enough to know right from wrong. Being that I'm conscious enough to know it, when you forgive someone, you're taking back power. And I'm sitting here, and I'm asking myself that question, what did I just say? When I used to hold in my grudges, don't talk about it, right? Don't speak about it. I was holding someone else's responsibility and weight. Unnecessary weight I was carrying for years. How unfair, how unjust is that? Literally, I am tormenting myself. It's crazy. I'm sitting here going, wow, that's not something I really thought I was doing. I'm not saying you don't have the right to hurt. Please do not interpret that. I don't interpret you being upset being a bad thing. Now, for some people, it's a bad thing. Because some of us go 0 to 100 real quick, right? And some of us are afraid to hurt. I won't tell you not to cry. Yes, it may have happened two days ago, two minutes ago, ten years ago, and you have not cried out about it. But the great thing about crying is that 
and you feel a lot lighter. I mean, did you notice that? I mean, maybe in the process of it, because a lot of us don't want to, we don't want to show that soft side of us. We don't want to show that vulnerable side of us. Well, we have our reasons not to be vulnerable for everybody, right? Because the world has taught us that certain people and circumstances and situations, you do not be vulnerable. So you learn to be closed offish. I don't know about you, but like, I can't talk about your life, but I can talk about my very own. There's a time in my life I didn't allow myself to cry. Those who know me know I'm a sensitive sort, creative sensitive sort. And when I tell people that, it like, what? I didn't cry for years. I didn't allow myself to cry. Why? This is the mindset I had. Yes, non-forgiveness has something to do with that. But sometimes we need to let ourselves release those tears and cry. Why? If you don't cry, you can't get over it, whatever it is. Whatever it is that's holding you back, that's weighing you down, that's stagnating you. And you shouldn't have to play emotional, mental abuse with yourself by holding that mess in. I'm going to tell you the reason why I stopped crying. I believe I stopped crying, let me see, from 17 to about, hmm, 23. I'm being really honest. This is, and I'm just being so honest to where I'm looking for answers. This is my confession about my life. I was 23 when I allowed myself to cry about these tragedy things that happened, tragic things. I was one of those people that not only did I didn't allow myself to cry, but I didn't admit certain things happened to me. Certain things meaning abuse from loved ones that people you love. It's a very complicated emotion. You know you love them. But you cannot deny that pain. I started having really bad post-traumatic stress disorder issues like I've never had. Um, I was going to school in Flint, Michigan. This is during my time. I lived in Flint, Michigan for four years. And, um, yeah. I started having attacks real bad. Um, post-traumatic upper-sea something that remind me of the abuse that I endured that I denied for so long. Now, I still haven't told you the answer why I stopped crying. And maybe some of y'all are overdue for a cry. And I might sound a little crazy when I'm suggesting this, but allow yourself to cry. Because if you don't, I have to tell you, you're a walking, ticking bomb for so many different things, so many difficult problems. And I'm talking from life experience. If you ever held in pain and taught yourself not to cry, I want you to pay attention to something. Will you hold it in? And a lot of us hold it in. Try to be big and bad. Try to be less vulnerable. I get it. I understand. Because society deems crying as being weak. And a lot of times... We just need some rain. I don't know if you've ever been to the Mojave Desert, Las Vegas, Nevada. I lived in Vegas for eight years. I'm not going to tell you Vegas don't rain. It's a lot less rain, and sometimes it rains pretty hard. But 
It's not a whole bunch of lakes there, okay? It's really a really a dry place to be. So I understand God's un- love by allowing rain to come in their place because Vegas, the Mojave Desert, is pretty dang dry. It's the reason why, not just the casinos, because that's the industry, but it's the reason why there, for those who've been in Las Vegas, know what I'm talking about. It is mountains everywhere, all over the place. You cannot, if you're in Nevada, you cannot avoid it. And there are mountains in Cali, too, which is, what, four hours away? Depends on what part of California you try to get to. Some places it's eight, nine hours away. Me, who went to San Diego on the Flix bus, tourist bus, but, um, oh, by the way, I had the opportunity to ride the Mexican bus. Um, Because I got stranded trying to get back to Las Vegas for um, an interview for the homeless community. And long story short, you know, I've made myself prisoner by not crying. I needed some of my own rain. I know that might sound insane to you, but these tears. When you hold your pain in, I want you to pay attention where exactly hold the pain is at. See, I'm a certified massage therapist, so I'm going to tell you a little secret. Observation is key as a practice. I haven't practiced massage therapy in a couple of years. Okay, five, six years, and I'm thinking about getting back into it because I love helping people. That's what I do. Even though I'm an artist, a quite creative artist to a point to where Sometimes I scare and a lot of times I stun myself. So why did I stop crying? Where I did myself a disservice, I thought my tears didn't mean anything. I thought my tears made me weak. And, you know, to be honest, crying does tell on you. If it be anger, happiness, joy, whatever. From 17, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know you. I don't know you. And I thank you for coming to my podcast show and being bold enough to, to talk about a subject that people don't like to talk about, which is forgiveness and crying. So, when I started having these attacks, that overflow problem that I was having, because I had these problems, but like, I was just a walking ticking bomb. I had thought my tears was not important. I didn't want my tears to tell on me, tell how fragile I, I am. I think we all are fragile, to be frank. We all don't like to display it now, especially around certain people or just the world itself. You know, sometimes we like to believe our own hype. That we're, you know, so big and bad. Nuh-uh. We're human. You're human. And you matter. So I'm going to talk about the power of forgiveness. And I thank you for allowing me to talk about it. Because it's healing for me. You know, I had trauma that happened to me. Some of y'all have wonderful mothers out there. And that's a blessing. Some of y'all are actually good friends with your mom. You have a mother that supported you, that inspired you, and gave you strength along the way. 
I didn't have that. I had the complete, literally the complete opposite. It's hard to talk about because I, for years I didn't talk about it. For years I was into now about it. My experience with the world, it all depends on who you talk to as well, that people don't want to hear that shit. That's how I felt. So I thought I just closed in. I feel like people showed me that they're so messed up they can't listen to your mess. Even though I call it your mess, even though when you were a kid, you're not accountable for it. I endured that. For so forth as the abuse goes, I could say as young as emotional abuse. Now the physical abuse didn't start to my teenage years. My preteen, you know, sixth grade, twelve year old years to um, my mother was not a smart woman. She was smart but stupid at the same time. Beautiful, beautiful. But I have to tell you, some people, it's a camouflage. It's to blend to be so-called normal. I'm serious. Some people use it to their advantage. My mother was definitely one of those people. She was educated. Ain't nothing wrong with being educated, folks. But it hides you. If I told you her job position, she's a retired nurse, a retired RN registered nurse. People, when they found out my mother was this way to me, they were shocked because of her profession. But they shouldn't be too shocked. We've all seen misery, right? Was it not an RN? Wasn't she a nurse? Yes. Okay. And I've actually read different um, documentaries about psychotic nurses. So you could be a doctor and be psychotic. It's a choice. Psychotic people versus crazy people. Crazy people can't help they sick. I feel bad for them because they truly cannot help that they have these type of issues. Okay? Psychotic people, they know what they're doing and they like it. This is my mom. Not only my mom. I could talk about all these family members, but I'm not going to sit there and throw them up on the bus. They say throw them up on the bus, but I'm not ashamed for them anymore. I'm not ashamed for her anymore. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much relief. By allowing yourself to be who you are. A lot of times with tears, like I said, it, it, shares, it sheds the light of how you really are feeling. And a lot of times it's an overflow. Like I said before, if you do not allow yourself to cry, you are a ticking bomb of a variety of health problems. I didn't know I would have this issue called post-traumatic stress disorder. This is something that's normally... Uh, talked about amongst people that are are veterans. But the type of abuse that I encountered from a kid to about even 20 years old, I didn't move out technically the third time moving out of her house. The first time I was 15, second time was 17, and the third time was two weeks after my 20th birthday. We moved to Flint, Michigan. Um, yeah, I need to get away from her. That's the great thing about surviving abuse, though, y'all, is that you get to live through it. You don't feel good going through it, but you know what? When you get on the other side where you're living your own life, I'm on the other side, folks. 
I'm 40 years old and I don't live with my mom. I have no desire to. And she makes it quite clear that she doesn't want me around. She may say I miss you, but you can't say I miss you. You can't say it, but you don't have to accept it because you're grown. You know? You got a place for your own. You pay your own bills. It's, it's something to be said about grown.
religions. Let me tell you, I'm going to be honest. I know I'm, I'm telling you there's other people in other faiths that do forgive. Yes, I've met them. Okay? And I've seen love from other people from, that's not of Christianity faith. So let me tell you what that teaches me. God is in everybody. They don't have to agree the same religion. I don't like to believe in the word religion. Because when I think about religion, I think about those extreme nutty people. And those come in every nationality, color, age, sex. That shit don't discriminate, okay? So it's just an opinion. I'm just trying to humor you a little bit, okay? So even though I have this belief system about Christianity, but Christ ain't never told me to turn my back on someone who's not of him, meaning doing things that's not of God. Mm -mm. I'm not supposed to turn my back in the sense of the agape love that God has for all of us. I'm just saying. And everybody who knows the Bible knows agape love is God-like love. So, and I'm supposed to have that love for all people, have that love, that type of respect for all people. So, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as the resurrector, like I believe in the resurrection, the rapture. We keep going. You don't have to believe any of those type of things. For me to love you. For me to respect you. For me to be kind to you. Because the truth be told, my kindness, my good, any good that exists in me come from him in the first place. So, just like any good existing you, it's the same exact thing. It comes from him, period. So, why did I stop crying? I stopped believing in myself. I stopped believing in my voice. I stopped believing that my cries and my tears meant something. I want to me go, how did you do that? Oh, I also remember the real big one. Let me go there. When you've been played with and manipulated with, and I'm making reference to back when I was 17 when I learned to stop crying, learned to stop crying out and hold in all that pain and anguish. In all honesty, the person who was abusing me made me abuse myself. That shit don't make good sense, does it? I'm going to say it again. The person who was abusing me made me abuse myself. And I said to myself, damn, that don't make sense at all. It does not. But hear me out. When you, most people who are being beat on normally would abuse. And I don't know how it falls for you or how it's happened for you or other people that you know. It normally starts with an emotional mindset. So it started with the mindset. And I felt like with that person that raised me, raised me or didn't raise me, you get me, right? When I cried, what she made me cry was she was winning and I was losing because I was the weak one. I don't tell what I'm telling you, by the way. This is quite personal, quite private for me to even go there about forgiveness. If you're not careful, you not forgiving people will cause you to abuse and hurt yourself. It's literally a setup 
for your downfall. And for years, I held what I just said to you in. I remember feeling pain in my stomach all the time. And I mean, literally, sores and pain in my stomach all the time. If it be panic, if it be worry, if it be fear. I'm so glad I'm not that young girl anymore. I'm so glad I survived all that craziness that I went through. Including sleeping right next to my ex-husband. Homeless. Did I have money? Of course I did. I used to be a penthouse in Las Vegas. For those who don't know what pin howling is, it is what? Begging for money on a strip of Las Vegas. It's not just saying, can I have your money? Oh, God, I wouldn't dare do that. I'm too scared of people. All I do, people scare me. So, I mean, so a lot of times I like being by myself and be perfectly content by myself, by the way. So I'm one of the people that is fine with that. I don't need a whole, being a whole crowd, you know, Rocking the crowd, entertaining people. That's not even something I do. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, there are so many lies that are being told out there. I want to just, like, acknowledge there's a lot of lies out there. But remember at the beginning of this podcast that I said forgiveness is taking back your power. Never thought I'd be telling anybody. It's a sense of power that I didn't know I had before exercising my right to forgive and naturally leaving it there, period. You have an opportunity to grow and to grow other people, matter of fact. Like, I believe I'm growing other people by exposing this. For years, I was afraid to say how I feel to people because somewhere I believed that my thoughts, my voice was important and my tears wasn't important. It became such a habit to where I had a problem with expressing myself, to be honest with you. When you deal with pain, the way it, this hyper pain I dealt with, if you want emotional, mental abuse, physical abuse. And I thought I had to take it. I didn't know any better. I was a kid. I don't blame myself for enduring in that abuse because I didn't know my rights. Like a lot of people who have been abused, they don't know their rights. They don't know why this stuff is happening to them, even though you did everything for them. If it ain't my mom, my ex-husband. But life goes on. Do I forgive her today? Of course you don't respect me. That's guilt conscious. Guilty conscious telling itself, right? You know, part of me wanted to believe that one day she would just be kind to me, but maybe that's not really her nature, you know? So, and you know, at this point, I'm not giving it to a, me waiting for my mom to love me. I've been over that. I gave up on that years ago. I don't want her love. Maybe that's it. Okay, no, maybe. That's the truth. I don't want that type of love. That type of sick, toxic love. It's not love. is a big problem. And you know what? I don't know how many days and years and moments that you, me, anybody, especially me, have 
blessed to live here. Why well, I say especially me? Because it's my life, and I'm choosing to live it one particular way. So, I can praise God and be grateful that He showed me that forgiving is, yes, it's my nature being more like His nature. But know that I, if I forgive you, it is not to be your best friend. It is not to worship you and pretend like you didn't just do what the hell you just did to me. No, forget that. I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound so raw, but wrong is always wrong. Only way you're going to make it right is doing right by those who you did wrong to. I know we all make mistakes. We're human, right? That's for those who actually made a mistake. There's other people who ain't making no mistake. They keep doing it and love it. And get a sick thrill off of it. Them people. I'm talking about them. And you know what? <sighs> I have to calm down because I know too many psychotic people. This hits a nerve for me. I'm being really honest and open and vulnerable now. I ain't trying to cry. I don't feel a need to cry right now. I feel like expressing how I feel. And I'm vulnerable, y'all. Not because I'm crying. Because, let's see, change of events that's happened to me that requires me to be vulnerable. Let me help you out. I lost my dad. He was buried September the 1st. I'm not the only one who lost their father out there. So I try not to think of the mindset of, you know, like it's just me. No. I know too many people that I associate with that have lost their dad this year. I honestly tell you, even right after me losing my dad, there's people who lost their family members, not just their father, other people. There's a lot of hurting people out there in mourning. But see, my dad and I were friends. I'm not going to sit here and call us the best of friends. So sometimes he did things that I didn't exactly agree with. And I will always tell my dad, and he knew it, that I will always love him. Now, where is this predicament I'm in? How come I'm in this vulnerable position? Well, not only did my dad leave me at 60, and guess he could have took better care of himself, and he didn't want to listen to his daughter. I want to give him some wisdom about after he had his first heart attack, but the but is people choose to do what they like. Because a lot of us be thinking we got more time, but we really don't. Not only that, but he, I felt like he was far too stressed. Out over situations, circumstances involving his ex-wife, my mom, and my other siblings. I'll probably stress them out too. Didn't mean to, but I mean, I'm sure I did. I possibly contributed to that. I ain't gonna sit here and say I killed him. I ain't going here. I'm just saying I felt like he he hurt himself, worried about us the way he did. Well, my father was a very passionate person. Anybody out there had a good daddy? I had my dad wasn't perfect. I ain't putting him on no pedestal, but. I still keep his text, his motivating text. 
You're talking to a woman who sold, uh, y'all know I'm an artist, right? Meaning I do photography and I do documentaries and videography. And I enjoy creative writing. I'm a poet too, y'all. I just haven't did it in a minute, but I've started in the contest. They're trying to, I'm one day I want to have like a just straight up podcast show with nothing but poetry. So let's get back to forgiveness and taking your power back. When I realized I was over my ex-husband, and I was truthfully done, I was only married to him for two years and left him 11 times before Tamika really made up her mind. I literally left him on Christmas Day. Now, it's the reason why I'm speaking about leaving my ex-husband. When I realized that I took my power back is when, when people would say, oh, he's probably with somebody else. And I'm not getting upset. Matter of fact, I'm peeing the person that he's with. If he's with anybody. Oh, so-called sound mind. Look. I'm thinking poor girl. Because I know if she going to do half of what I went through. But anyway. So I'm not even. This is how you know it's really over. And I heard someone say that to me. Like, that's how you know it's over. Like, you're wishing him to be with somebody else. Actually, no, I'm not really wishing. I'm feeling bad for her because it's all a setup for these psychotic, abusive people. Oh, top the uh, ice on the cake. His birthday is the same birthday as my mom. I'm not an astrology person. I don't really believe in that. But I know that he did me dirty and so did my mom. And they happen to have the same birthday. But this Tamika refused to put up with neither one. They're shenanigans. And if you're going through abuse, if it be emotional, physical, even financial, all the above, do not permit people like these. I'm not talking about certain people's names. I'm making reference to people who are psychotic, who love enjoying your money. Enjoy your, your, if it be sex, if it be your time. It's your life, baby. Don't let people play with it. Especially if they can't value you. You're worth more than that. So I have to add that there's a lot of people out there that do that. I'm not saying all people are this way. But if you get opportunity to know people and know that they're this way, then be kind to yourself. And start praying about it. If you really cannot figure it out, sometimes I'm, I'm a believer in prayer, so don't know what your religion is, what your faith is, what your background is. But if it's helped you out this long, then you know what? Good for you. Do what's best for Y-O-U. Let's get back to the subject matter of forgiveness. So when I talk about my ex-husband, when I truly did not care if he's with somebody else and started to pity the person who's abused me, not like I'm feeling sorry, like I'm trying to let him back up in my life. Heck no. You got only so many times to do me dirty before. I'm like, the door was closed. The door was so closed, I had to actually get legal, <laughs> um, actually go to court and take care of business, even though he didn't show up. Of course, that's what cowards do. Guilty, guilty, guilty. So let's get back to me talking about the power of forgiveness made me forgive this man, even though I gave him all that I had, including my life. 
No, he can't have my soul. That's that's Jesus. <laughs> he can't have my eternity. That's Jesus. When he wanted it, though, it's weird how some people want so much power, so greedy. Nothing is never enough. They'll chew you up and spit you out and wouldn't think nothing about it. That's why there's some things that's just not for sale. Okay? I'll just say it. Be real for a minute. So, um, when I started to not not only not care, but I released him for like my like my man sort of crap. Um, but not only that, but I didn't even want that relationship. It was completely dead. It was something that I didn't want any longer. So not only did I release and forgive him, you're not attached anymore. That's kind of like my point. Those people who've received toxic abusive relationships you're so attached to this person has the right to do all this crap to you that's really what you're telling a person who is abusive you're letting this person do this to you i didn't realize how much power i've kept giving away over and over and over again now let's fast forward to me not crying me believing everything but my own voice Believe in all that pain. All that pain lied to me. It has lied to a lot of people. To a point to where you're afraid of people, circumstances, situations. I get it, because I was that woman. I ain't going to sit here and pretend like I'm perfect, y'all, today. But you're talking from the eyes of a woman that is 40 years old, that is not 16, that's not a kid, that's not living under my abuser's roof. Me who don't live up under the scrutiny of of being attached to a sick, sadistic person. And you loving that sadistic person. You making sure, quit playing a game like, you know, like ain't nothing wrong going on and everybody in the world knows what's going on. Playing a game with yourself, really. But forgiveness. I'm not saying be a... It's not a weak thing to be a forgiver. Maybe you might think that, but I would say two things. Let yourself cry. Because if you don't cry, one day you're going to be snapping off and going in rage. It is possible to keep building and building and building, and one day you flip the hell out, and you're not in control of yourself. I don't want that to happen to you. And a lot of people... In prison, right to this day, if it's not an actual prison, they couldn't take it anymore, and they start fighting that person, and did other things like murder, you know, things like that can cause you to be in prison. I'm being real for a minute, because sometimes we don't think about it. We just, well, some of us that's premeditated. If you actually think about it, they can prove that you premeditated, you know, but. This is the but. I feel like you deserve love, respect, honor, and your power. It's time you stop releasing your power. And actually crying is power, too. I don't know if you're aware of that because that's your voice. That's the, that's the voice that I'm making reference to. I didn't cry for years to my mid-20s. To where I was really on automatic. And that's how I function in society. 
when I got, I guess, this is what I'm assuming. My mind and emotions couldn't take me pretending anymore to where I was actually receiving therapy in my 20s. Anybody who knows Tamika Michelle Newell knows I'm a very loving person. Because I, this is who I am, unapologetically. Meaning, I was like this before I was tainted and abused. I was like this before, and I used to think something was wrong with my heart. I used to think it was something wrong with me because I don't lack empathy. I know plenty of people who either pretend to lack empathy or they lack empathy. Okay? So, I don't have that particular problem at all. I'm a very sensitive sort. I'm an artist. This is what artists do. Not only are we sensitive, but we take our experiences and let it fuel us. And in between that fuel and creativity, brilliance exists. Thoughts, I didn't, I'm going to tell you, I was creating art, but I had no idea I was talented like that. Why? Because I've been lied to for so many years. Now that the liars are gone in my life, now I don't hear their voices, and I fight with my own negative voice that tells me certain things about myself that is so not true. It's something that was embedded in me, and I fight with those voices. But you know what? I have overcame and much adversity. And you know what? I literally used to live around mountains. You know, you ever heard the song, Every Mountain? It's a Christian song. He's brought me over. I know I can't sing, but I have a testimony in my mouth. So let me explain. I used to live around mountains. I have a God <laughs> in His grace, mercy, and undeniable favor. And I'm going to just say it, love for me. He allowed other Christians from another land. They were from London, England. They weren't even American. They weren't even black American. They were white ladies. They were from London, England. And I would forever call them a lady because of the act of kindness they chose to do to this bag lady that I was. Me who had, I had my tote bag and another bag with me. I was a bag lady with crusty lips. Me who have oily skin, my lips were cracked because I was out in the sun and I was dehydrated. 120 degrees, mountains everywhere and casino. All is standing all in one. Being chased by the ex-husband who just don't want to get it. Just won't leave me alone. Just won't stop fighting and starting shit because he's a piece of you know what. Well, he acts that way. I like to believe one day that he'll be free from that. But um, I'm not the woman who's going to wait around for all that. Forget that. It used to be me when I was married to him. Nope. I don't have to work on forgiving him anymore of some new act that he's done to me. I remember that. I remember being his wife, being in a nightmare, basically. I'm being honest. But in that nightmare, I didn't forgive him. It took some years before I really was able to forgive him of, that, of all the different acts that he's done to me. 
things that he said to me. Very hurtful mean things. But today I pity him because I realized he was a coward. Only a coward would beat on his own wife. Only a coward would even knock down his wife and kick her some more on the strip of Las Vegas. Only and then get mad at me because I'm scared and you're torturing me. Psychotic games. I don't have it in me to deal with it today. I mean, I could, but no. I'm too healthy today to deal with that. Upstairs, my mind, my heart. I don't have enough room in me to deal with that. If I'm dating somebody to show me, oh, I'm really a psychotic. Oh, close the door. Police. <laughs> you ain't going to leave me alone after I told you leave me the hell alone? Okay. Yeah. Let's call the police. <laughs> You get locked up. <laughs> they got you locked up. They won't let you out. They stop. <laughs> You're doing it to yourself, fool. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I had experience with that, but that's not even important. I mean, my voice is all that's important, but this is me advocating for you to forgive because there's so much love and admiration I have for myself today because I've been able to let go of all that dead weight. I remember walking around like a ticking bar waiting to explode. Like I told you, I went into rage mode because of my ex-husband and was going off for all the guys in Nevada who said something smart and nasty. Something little smart was something big. And I was going, let me give you a small example. It was a painful example, but I'm really glad the guy didn't beat me up. Later, I thought about it after I did it. Like, damn, I'm really glad he didn't beat me up. I'm going to tell you what happened. I was on an R2C bus. Now, I don't know if you know how I look, but I'll explain. I have um, my teeth are crooked, okay? I can sit here and say, oh, but my mom was supposed to take care of it. I'm grown, y'all. Okay, so, like, I'm not even looking at that. I'm looking at how, I'll tell you what pissed me off. A guy was talking about me. It's like I'm the only one who got on the bus. And he and his friend, male friend of his, could have been his brother. I don't even know. There's so much rage I couldn't even tell you. And I did not care about what pissed me off. Not because he was like, look at her her talk about my grill and, and, and laughing and joking and, and talking to a little It was because he was talking to a kid. And that got to me. You could talk about me all day. But the moment you want to use a kid as a way of let's make fun of this person no that didn't sit right with me so I was staring at him and looking at him real hard while he talked shit little kid went laughing this is how you know you're pathetic when you are the kids won't join your madness this is how you really know you're the idiot and really sad so tell you what I did as I'm staring at him remember I told you I kept staring at him the more I stared the more angry I got and that anger went from anger to rage really quick I hit the bell actually sorry he hit the bell still talking mess hit the bell for us to get off the bus you know public bus and it's the RTC bus the regular bus not double decker bus for those who live in Las Vegas, y'all know I'm making reference to. And he goes to the back door. 
I literally stormed looking at him. I literally stormed and marched to the back door with him. We were getting off at the same stop. And before the bus had stopped, I really, I told you I marched. I was serious, folks. Talk about an angry-ass woman. I literally put my right, right, right pointer finger and jumped at this person physically. Like, literally, almost like I was putting a gun up in his face. I said, you know what you need to do? And I was in this man's face. And I was pointing with my pointer finger. I said, you need to shut the fuck up. That's what you need to do. Oh, yeah. I was snapping. He jumped his head back. Because he thought, when I put my hands in his face, he thought I was going to hit his face. I went too far from it. <laughs> okay, but I had enough sense not to actually hit him. But I told him, you need to shut the fuck up. And I, I normally don't talk to y'all this term when I speak on my podcast and shows. Please forgive me if I offend anybody. Don't talk about forgiving people. I'm telling you what I said. It's an example of what type of rage I was in. He wasn't the only guy that I was snapping off on. I snapped off probably one, two, three, four, five guys at least. And I started praying because I realized I wanted control when I was doing this. Because knowing to me, the way I jumped at this man, he jumped back. Because I literally, I told him, shut the elf up. Okay, I know I said shut the other words. But anyway, I'm trying to correct myself here. Forgive me. Um, The point I'm making to you is I was not in control. That's what anger and rage can do. The combination of both. And I don't want nobody to go through that. And I don't want the responsibility of if one of the guys would have hit me for what I said and and how I was reacting violently. I told you it's rage mode. I normally am not like that at all. And I asked the Lord to help me. So yes, I went to prayer. There's some things you can do and other things God can do. You gotta. I know it's easier said than done, but. You get tired. You got to let God be God. That's it right there. Versus us being who we are, what we are able to do. The point is, I had to forgive my ex-husband so I can be free. So I can be unattached. So the sister part of my life is also, a lot of things I be talking about, things that I've dealt with in my life. But also, I be Speaking my truth in, in the hopes of maybe you'll learn from it. Because I didn't forgive. Because I was raised very quite dysfunctional. I was a problem to my own self. Yeah, never thought I'd be saying and admitting that. But y'all my listeners, y'all support me. Y'all support me so much that I've actually put money on my podcast show. And of course, you're welcome to put money on my podcast show. Didn't know if y'all know I'm accepting donations. Here on this podcast show, they have something here where you can put money on this podcast show. Look for yourself. Take your time. Thank you for listening and viewing. But also, I accept your voicemails and your texts. 
So let's speak about the, the vulnerability part I was making reference to earlier on this podcast show. If you've been able to follow, um, there's a group of people that live in Detroit that I'm related to. I'm not making reference to everybody. Oh, God, no. Whew. No. I'm making reference to my relatives. I call them relatives in the sense of DNA bloodline, but they're not my relatives. Let me help you out. We grew up in the same household. My siblings and my mother. Uh, it's the reason why I'm speaking about all of them for a reason. I have been dealing with my peace missing because my dad is missing. And my dad was the one connection among a few other friends, scattered friends, that kept me connected to Detroit. My dad is gone. My grandmother's gone. My grandmother, she passed in Detroit. I was very close with her. She is my best friend, my first best friend. The point I'm, I'm making is really simple. My father has a um, had a lawsuit that actually came in recently. So now we got family fighting over money. I don't want to fight these people. That's beneath me. I had to remind myself this. And I had to remind myself that, Tamika, you forgave them already. Don't stay a prisoner of yesterday. Meaning, look, y'all, I'm not saying let people run over you. What I am saying is don't be a prisoner of yesterday, even if it literally was yesterday, okay, or 10 minutes ago. Do not do that to yourself. If I can get blessed with this money that's in probate, that may take a year. Look here, I'm going to take it. But I am not going to lose any sleep like I have been, I'm being honest, because I've been mad at them. What happened was the trigger. One of my siblings decided to argue with me a day before I got this letter from the courts. They talking about some um, get your fair share. I want my fair share. Don't get it mixed up or twisted. But I am not going to lose my sleep any longer. Prayer, for me, is effective. That's my faith. That's everything to me. That's my healing. I hope that it's your healing. So let's take your power back, folks. And by the way, this inheritance, I truly don't really need. I make my own money. I have my own business. And you can see what new art I'm doing with my photography, digitography, videography. And we can talk more. Thank you for hearing me out about being kind to yourself. By the way, when it comes out of inheritance, do not let people, circumstances, the situation buy you with money. I know it's easier said than done. People love money. And I'm not saying you ain't supposed to like money. But you're not supposed to let money make, make something out of you. Make an ass out of you. Lose your peace, your choice. Things that you find essential. This has been Forgiveness. Get Your Power Back podcast show. Over and out.